welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. The Lord says, God, I can't stop doing this. Can you, can you take this away from me? And guess what? God took it away from her. And that's, that was godly sorrow. She was like, I, sorry, God, I don't want to do this anymore, but I need help. These guys aren't doing that. They're not turning to God. Their whole life is destroyed. This is it. These are, don't lose the fact, these are wicked, evil people. This is like the Taliban people, people that kill and don't care anything about it. They rape young children and all this. These are really wicked people where God was trying to get them to turn. God was saying, turn, and, and sent 144,000 uh, evangelists out during that time. The, the angel that proclaimed the everlasting gospel, they rejected that. The, the two witnesses, they just reject, reject, and finally, this is it. That's it. God's like, you're done. I hope we have good sorrow in our lives. Remember what Paul the Apostle said in 2 Corinthians 7, 8? Remember he wrote a letter to those in Corinth to rebuke them for what they were doing wrong. And it says, for even if I made you sorry with my letter, he says, I do not regret it. I don't regret that I made you sorry, though I did regret it. In other words, I regret that I had to write a rebuke letter. I wish I could have wrote a good letter to you. But since you guys have been messing up, I wrote you this letter. And I I regret that I had to do that. He says, "For, for I perceive that the same epistle or letter made you sorry. Though only for a, for a while, for I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to, can we say that together? Yes. Repentance. He's saying, I, I'm, I wrote you that rebuke letter. I regretted I had to write that letter to rebuke you for what you were doing wrong. But now I'm so excited to the fact that it worked. You know, sometimes we have to tell people hard things, and when we can't say, you know, oh, that's, oh, brother, God understands, it's okay. We, we, we don't, you know, pat someone on the back when they say, well, I'm in all-out sin. You know, oh, that God understands. You know, my friends did that when I was in the world. I was living with my girlfriend, and my friends were saying, that's good, yeah. At least you're only with one girl. So, yeah, that's right, I'm just with one, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's the world, but thank God for people like my sister in my life. And she says, God's not happy with that. And I would get so mad at her. I'd yell at her. I'd get upset. And, it, and, you know, and then I'd look back how mean I was to her. But thank you, Lord, for people like my sister at the time. I believe she was the only one that had enough guts to tell me I was in sin. And it brought godly sorrow. And it finally brought repentance. And sometimes we have to tell people the truth, even though if it hurts them. We need to tell them. You don't want, you don't listen to this. You do not want to love someone all the way to hell by lying to them. He says, for you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces, can we say it again? Repentance leading to salvation. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the what? World produces what? Death. That's what we just read about. These guys had a sorrow that was of the world. And it's just death. It doesn't do anything. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, that are, they're sorry that they got caught. You visit people in prison and, you, you know, many people in prison, they turn to Christ during that difficult time. And that's a good thing. But then you get others like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry I got caught. Next time I go out there, I'm going to make sure I do it right. <laughs> that's not real sorrow. It leads to death. It produces death. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles. 
and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Doesn't this seem strange? Rejoice. Devastation is taking place, but you guys rejoice. Oh, yeah. I pray that we have, we view things the way God views things. Sometimes this, this sympathy thing, too much like, oh, you know, we shouldn't be, why would we be having, you know, rejoicing when they're going through such a bad time? These murderers, these killers, these rapists, these people that were ruling this world, ruining this world, God is saying, no, 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 no. Get the picture. I gave them every opportunity I could. I'm getting rid of them, and I'm setting up a new government, and never will this world ever, ever, ever see evil or wickedness rule ever again on this earth. And we're like, really? Yeah! (laughs) That's the picture. It's like, are you serious? Never again? No. I will tabernacle among you. I will walk with you and talk with you. I'll be with you day by day. I'll be hanging out with you on the earth for all for uh, for the for a a thousand years, the millennial kingdom for 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 the millennial, a thousand year reign. I'll be there with you constantly. I think about the Bible studies and you know just with Chuck Smith. I think you know the how wonderful that was and just hanging out in the Bible with him, going through the the word, but we're going to be with Jesus. He's going to teach us. Can you imagine those Bible studies? That's what we're going to do. We're going to sit at his feet and learn from Jesus. So the rejoicing, it's like, guys, rejoice. Evil's going to be dealt with. It's going to be gone. It's going to be taken away. Never, ever. Can you imagine an earth like that? An earth with no more evil ruling. We can't even imagine that. No more wickedness in governments. Never again. We don't even have to vote anymore. (laughs) Won't that be nice? We don't have to worry. Are they going to cheat again? Is it going to be messed? (laughs) Why do I even vote? You know, it's like it doesn't. Is there anything good going to come out of this? Oh, you you don't even have to vote anymore. The government will be upon his shoulders. He shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's going to rule and reign in righteousness from this point on and forevermore. Yesterday during my study times, I wanted to take a little break, so I, I jumped on my scooter, my new scooter. And <laughs> I'm having so much fun with it. It's great. So I went down by the water here, out on the boardwalk area. I'm learning, you know, restrain. I'm going nice and slow around the people and doing, doing. And it's actually been a nice prayer time and spending time with the Lord. It's been really nice with the ocean breeze in my face. It's been really sweet. So I went down past the pier, the Huntington Beach Piers. I was driving down there, and um, there was a lot of people there. And, and as I was driving back, I just went past the pier as I was coming back, I heard this pop, 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 pop. And I was like, ooh, I've heard that sound before. I'm like, that sounded like gunfire. And I'm listening. I didn't hear any screaming or anything. And I'm like, okay, maybe that wasn't good. But boy, did that sound a lot like gunfire. And so I drove a little bit further. And sure enough, there was a guy down on the ground and police officers all around him. And I and, uh, found out later that it, yeah, this, he pulled out a gun on the police officers and they shot him and he's, he died. And, and so there's people, there's crowds of people coming. Police were coming from everywhere. You can hear the sirens, the, you know, the ambulance were coming, the, the paramedics and all. And it just all happened like, Shh. 
And I, first thing that came into my mind, because there's so many people, I'm th- with all the pop, 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 I'm thinking, wow, is there like a mass shooter going on here? It's just like, because it was just like rapid gunfire. It's like, whoa. And as I'm watching this, I'm watching the police officers, watching the man down, and I, it's just, God just was flooding me with his peace. I just praying for the, the man, praying for the police officers, praying that nobody gets hurt. And, and I'm looking at the different reactions of the people and the young people crying and weeping and just uh, in shock because they see you know, someone dying in front of them and young kids and just were like, why did that have to happen? They're crying and weeping. And, and then just it, as I went back to the study, I'm realizing all this evil, it's going to be gone. Wickedness will not rule anymore. Yes, he will rule with a rod of iron. There, there will be righteousness on the earth, but it, it's going to be that we're going to rule and reign with him. And this is my, this, you know, my, I'm, hold on a second. Word of God, when I'm teaching, my opinion. My opinion, my opinion. But when the Bible says that we're going to rule and reign with him in righteousness, it looks, it appears during the millennial kingdom, we're going to have like our own little territories we're going to rule over and stuff like this. And it does tell us in Psalm 2 that, that uh, there's, he's going to rule with a rod of iron and stuff. So it's almost like, and then we're going to have, listen, as believers, we're going to have glorified bodies and then there's going to be people on the earth that are still going to populate, so there's going to still be... So it's almost like, and this is the part where I'm saying my opinion, please don't say Pastor Joe said we're going to all be superheroes, but we're going to be like, kind of like superheroes. <laughs> Seriously, think through that, because we're going to have glorified bodies, and we're going to rule and reign with him in righteousness. And I believe it's going to be something like this, like if riots start or something like that, we're, going to be like, we're just going to show up like this, because we're, we're going to be like him. We're going to be able to go from one, like instantly go from one place to another place, like instantly. So somehow, you know, beep, beep, you know it's, it's a, the uprising there at uh, whatever, Peter's Land. He's like, we're just, within seconds, we're there. Like, hey, guys, what's going on? And it just stopped. Said, so, no, 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 not on our watch. You know who's king, right? You know Jesus is ruling, right? Amen. You know, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so Amen. just get it right, okay, guys? Because Satan will come back after the thousand years. You're going to be tempted. You don't want to go with him because you're going to burn for all eternity if you keep up what you guys are doing. It's going to be something like that. I believe it's going to be something like that. My opinion, okay, guys? My opinion. Just taking scripture and just kind of giving you my opinion in that. But would that be awesome? There'll be a celebration in heaven. Rejoice over her. Rejoice at the fact, again, that this evil will be finally done away with. Judgment is coming. And I guess our application for all of us as believers to realize, guys, we as believers are to rejoice. How often? You and I as believers are instructed by the word of God in different places to always rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And we can do that if we realize the fact that we're on the winning team. We are reading the end of the book. We win. The, the devil in all wickedness loses. And so, no, listen, no matter what comes your way, good or bad, we can rejoice because our joy comes from him and our relationship with him. Listen, in this world, we're going to have tribulation, persecution, difficult times. We're going to have hardships. We're going to lose people we love, we're, we're in a fallen world, but through it all, we can rejoice always because we know the one that's ruling and reigning, and we know that he's working not some things, not most things. He's working everything out for our personal good, 
for our good for eternity. He's working everything out. So even the, listen, even the difficult times that come your way, they're for you. They're for you. And we can choose to complain and murmur and say, why, and blame God, you know, Oh, God, why are you allowing me to go through this? Well, can I tell you this? If you're doing that, you're blaming the wrong person. This is all the result of the fall. We're living in a fallen world. But yet we have the promise that he'll work everything out in your life for good. For those of us that love him, those of us that are called according to his purpose, he will work it all out for good. And I believe what happens if if by faith we need to just say, God, I'm just going to rejoice in you. I don't like the circumstances that are going, but you know what? I'm going to rejoice in you. I'm going to just, you know, look to you and trust that you know what you're doing. Because listen, would, this is a test. And if you, don't take the, if you don't pass the test, guess what? You're going to have to take the test all over again and all over again. And God wants you to pass that test. Why? Because he's going to have another test for you. And it's an open book test. We've got the answers right there, right in the book. And when you pass that test, he'll give you another test. If you pass that test, he'll give you another test. And you pass that test, and that's how we grow. That's how we mature. That's how we become more and more like him. Guys, we only have this short period of time here on this earth to become more like Jesus Christ. This is it. This is the only time we have. Once we step into eternity, once we step into heaven, no more tests. But if you don't pass the test, you're going to stay the same way that you are, and you're going to have it. Do you ever go through life and you're like, oh, here it comes again, the same thing? I thought it was just that other church, but it's happening here. (laughs) And it happened at those other 10 churches I went to. No, maybe it's God trying to change you. I don't like tests. I really don't. I I never did growing up. I I don't like, especially pop quizzes. I hated them. Seriously. The teacher, would you ever have this happen? You sit down, you're in school, you sit down on your desk, and then the teacher said, well, I want you to remove everything from your desk because we're going to have a pop quiz. I'm like, I would panic. Seriously, because my brain doesn't think that way. I don't absorb everything that's there that I can just come up with it like that. I never do. I study tests to, to be able to study that I can pass the test. I know what we're going to study, and then, you know, usually do pretty good if I can study for the. But pop quizzes, I mean, I, one time I really felt like I think I might have even done it that I just put an F on the paper. It's like, I, here, <laughs> just take it. And it's like, what's wrong? Sit back in. No, it's, I'm going to fail. I, mean, I just don't, I don't do pop quizzes. I just can't do it. And it was almost like a relief. You know, I don't have to go through the sweating and the anxiety. Just here, give me an F. I'll take it. But we can't do that. Listen, we can't do that with Christianity. Because it's an open book test. It's all in his word. If you're going through a test and you keep going through a test, can I encourage you the best way I know how? Don't complain. Don't murmur. Don't point fingers. Don't say it's that guy, it's that person. Put that finger back at yourself and say, Lord, please show me what I'm supposed to learn with this. Because the person that's in your life is probably a tool used by God to change you. And we can rejoice no matter what we go through. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah, we go through difficult times. Yeah, that's, you know, there's heartache. I get that. I understand that. But there's a joy that nobody can take away from you. So don't just give it away. Don't just say, I'm not going to be joyful. No, allow the Lord to give you joy. Listen, life's too short to be murmuring and complaining and, and all these crazy things that the enemy wants to do in your life. Don't listen to him. Listen to what God has to say and rejoice in him. Amen? Okay, back in our text. Verse 21. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a 
great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence, the great city, Babylon, shall be thrown down and, not sh- and shall not be found. Can we say it out loud, please? Anymore. The sound of harpists, musicians, and flutists, and trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman in any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. The voice of a bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your, listen, merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery, all the nations were what? Anymore, anymore, anymore. Seven different times it says, the expression anymore is in there. Seven times, complete. There's going to be a total end of this corrupted system, as I already mentioned. This ancient Babylon started, this corruption started in ancient Babylon. Back when they built the the Tower of Babel, it was a rebellion against God to do it their way. This ancient Babylon is going to carry on all the way into the future. And it's still a rebellion against God. But God will silence this evil. Her sound will no longer ring out anymore. And God will set up his kingdom on the earth. And there'll be a whole new sound ringing out. Listen, a sound of rejoicing over our maker. And the celebration will be Christ-centered, not Satan-centered. This system's all Satan-centered. They want nothing to do with God. All their stuff, all their partying, all their their weddings, everything that they do is all Satan-centered. That's all going to change. And it'll be Christ-centered. The perversion will be gone. It'll be destroyed. Look at the end of this part. By your, can we say that together? Sorcery. All the nations were deceived. All the nations were deceived by the sorcery. Most of you know this. The Greek word is pharmakia. It's where we get our word pharmacy from. But also this word, not only does it mean pharmacy, it means witchcraft. It could also mean putting a spell upon. Magic, spells, witchcraft, drugs. Through this pharmakia, all the nations are going to be deceived. Interesting, isn't it? Through this drug, through this spell, sometimes I wonder if this spell has already taken place. It's as if the devil has put a spell on people already, people that I know that are very intelligent people, and I talk to them, and I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? You believe that? And they're like, are you kidding me? You believe that? Have you ever traveled to a foreign land and and you felt like an outsider because you can't communicate? Your language, you can't communicate. You can't understand what they're trying to say. They can't understand what, you know, what you're saying, and it's, it's frustrating. I remember being in Germany and Austria, and I remember one time with the money, I was jet-lagged, and I was supposed to pay for something, and I'm, I'm there trying to pay, and I don't, I don't know, I'm looking at the money, I don't know if this is $1,000 or $10, and it's like, here, and you just hope they give you the right change back. You're like... She's like, what did you give him? I said, I don't know. I don't even know what it is. I'm trying to figure this out. And it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand. And you're just like, I hope they're honest because I could be, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, is it right? You know, but you're like an outsider. You, it's like, it's when you're there in a, in a foreign country, it's like, you feel like I want to go home. I don't belong here. I, I can't connect. I'm starting to feel that way here on this earth. I don't belong here anymore. Our citizenship's in heaven. And it just seems like the more and more time goes on, the more and more I realize I'm an outsider. This Babylonian system, I believe it's, it's starting. We're seeing the starting stages of this. This evil, this deception that's taking place. 
all the nations will be deceived. It'll be drug-like. It'll be like they're going to be drugged. They're going to be uh, deceived. They're going to be like a spell is going to be upon them. And that's like, I mean, one of the, one of the uh, left behind, I think it was the first one. You remember that? Where like the, the Antichrist did something and then somebody got shot or something and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like it all got changed and they all, all believe something else. And you're like, and when I, I remember seeing that years ago, I thought, that's weird. I don't, how could they? And it's almost like we're living in that day right now. People are like, just deceived. It's like, you know, Satan has like put his hand over their, their, their mind. They're like, yeah, we believe this way. Like, wow, are you serious? You really do? Are we seeing deception today? I believe so. Did you see this? House Democrats passed most radical pro-abortion bill ever. Listen, overturning every pro-life law nationwide. <laughs> Listen to this. The U.S. House passed a radical pro-abortion bill Friday that would force states, states to legalize the killing of unborn babies in abortions without limits up to birth nationwide. The deceptive name Women's Health Protection Act, Protection Act, it passed 218 to 211 votes with one, listen, one Democrat joining the Republicans and voting against it. No Republicans supported the pro-abortion legislation. So they want to make this nationwide. It still needs to go through the Senate. They want to, you know why they did this is because Texas passed the law. If it has a heartbeat, you can't kill the baby because it's a baby. So those that power, these people here, these 218, they're all upset at that. They're like, no, 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 we can't let the states choose about killing babies. We want to make sure they're killed all throughout our country, every state. Any time, heartbeat, no heartbeat, kill them. And shame on all those Democrats that went and voted for that. But don't talk about politics, Pastor. Well, well how about this? Newsom signs bill allowing children to hide sex operations and abortions from parents. This just happened while you were sleeping. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed, listen, two bills on Wednesday related to abortion rights with both helping children hide medical information from parents. Newsom stated, don't miss this, his statement noted, his signing of the bills came after Texas enacted a ban on abortion. This is Yahoo News, guys. On abortion after a fetal heartbeat is detected, which is good. But Listen what he said. We promised California would remain a haven for all Californians and for those coming from out of state seeking reproductive health services here. In other words, uh, you can come to California and kill a baby anytime you want. And you can have a sex change operation and you don't have to tell your parents about it. We'll protect you kids. And uh, you can be a child in school and we'll, we'll, we'll send you over to Planned Parenthood. We'll get your abortion. Don't worry, your parents will never find out. Well, he signed it into law to make sure that it's covered. And her was found the blood of prophets and saints and of all who are slain on the earth. In her, in this system that will take place, the saints that are on the earth will be killed if they don't receive a mark on their right hand and forehead or forehead, the mark of the beast. So God's going to slay those that slay innocent people. I like what uh, Dr. Charles Ryrie says, the great theologian. He said, Babylon had slain the saints, now God slays Babylon. And that's exactly what happens. 
as we close. End time celebration, guys, we can celebrate even now because we know that one day, and it could be soon, evil will no longer reign on this earth. God will again walk among us and we can celebrate and we can rejoice always because he's with us, amen? Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.